What for creating the garage? I'm Corey Culp. I'm pretty wife. Oh, um, we had a break. <laughs> yep. Life, life, life stuff, man. Life stuff. You know, uh, if you guys heard my little blurb I did a couple of weeks ago, then you kind of know a little bit of what was going on with me. But yeah, uh, and it's still not ready to talk about the other thing either. And I'm not really ready to talk about the thing I've already talked about because, yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> so let's not talk about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's t- listen, and, and there'll be no sports talk. Either. No sports talk, for everybody. <laughs> And other than I'll just say this, the reason why we're able to find time to do this right now is because things have slowed down a bit for me because, well, some of the, some of those sports things are done there. That's their conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. Yeah. All right, totally. dude. Done. Okay. So it's been a bit, we've talked, we've, you know, we talk at, at minimum every couple of days. Yeah. I mean, look, it's just been, it's been for both of us, just work. It was yeah. like impossible to fucking do anything else on your one day off a week. Yeah. And, uh, I, I found that being busy has been, a, a not normally a godsend, but it has been for the last couple of months being busy, be that kind of busy. It helps you kind of cope with things. And, uh, and so, but once the, once that ceased, things kind of like were a little bit easier to ha- kind of manage personally, you know, as far as my personal life and stuff, I'm sure yours is a little bit better. Especially now that you kind of wrapped up your long driving that you were doing on the last show you're on. Yeah, man. But in the in the middle of all that, laying on the couch in sometimes a very stupefied state, there has been some really good fucking movies that we caught. I, I did go to the movies once in the theater, and the rest of the time, the rest of the movies that I, that I might mention in passing right now are all at home and streamers. But Melody and I went and saw Smile in the theater at the Lemley up here, which wasn't bad. Uh, as far as like, I wish there was a better crowd, you know, see a horror movie like that. You want a little more people. There's probably like a dozen people and there wasn't very much. Um, but that was good. That was a solid one. But the one I wanted to talk about a little bit, the thing that sucks you can't really talk about too much is Barbarian. Yeah, man. Uh, literally, uh, everybody I know is like, well, I can't, I can't tell you anything about it. Okay. Well, then shut up. Yeah. That's not as much I can talk about it other than to say, uh, it's on HBO Max. It's still playing in some theaters. So if you're able to see it theatrically, please go see it theatrically. It really lends itself to it. But you're not going to miss out too much watching it at home. But but if you do watch it at home, get a, get a few people together. It's not a. It's one of those ones that's definitely more fun to watch with other people um, because it is it is very much an experiential kind of movie. Um, you want to definitely have others around you to, to enjoy. I think anyway to enjoy it more. HBO Max, uh, if you don't get HBO Max, I know HBO Max isn't the same everywhere. Um, even in Canada, it's a little different. I don't even think it's, they do have the same stuff up there. But if not, it's rent. It's super cheap on the rental side. Uh, and again, if you can go see it in the theater safely, then see it in the theater because it's, whew, man. I, I have started watching some television again that I've already gone through once because I know there's a new season of the Netflix show You coming up. The season four is going to be in two parts, uh, early February and then uh, mid-March. I started watching the show again and I, I've already paid for the month because, you know, you know, the, we talked about this just before we stopped recording and that was they raised the rate again. Netflix is now nineteen ninety nine a month if you have the 4K. And right. <laughs> what the, $20, dude. 20 20 $20. For a bunch of bad movies and some... questionable series. Right. Which is why I bought Okja 
on the current Barnes & Noble sale. And there's another Criterion sale and it runs through the 28th. It's going on right now. This is not an ad. <laughs> this is just a surprisingly easy transition for me to bring this up. Criterion, the typical thing uh, with Barnes & Noble, 50% off. Uh, I think you spend 75 bucks, which isn't hard to do, right? And uh, free free shipping on that. And some of the titles might already be in your local Barnes & Noble if you still have one of those brick and mortars laying around your your fair city. But I picked up that. I picked up a bunch of things that we actually talked about this year earlier in, 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 the, in the year. Um, one of which was Eve Cohen's choices for her filmnesia. And that was In the Mood for Love. What's funny is that I think it just gotten announced wasn't it? It just got announced for Criterion. When that it was going to be released. When yep. it was going to be released. And that same week while you guys were gone, I think it was at the new Bev in uh, 35. Right. You're absolutely right. It was. Yeah. That blowout, Sound of Metal, 4K for Hard Day's Night, Arsenic and Old Lace, which is brand new, Mona Lisa, which we've talked about numerous times on this show, and Miller's Crossing. So, did you say Ann Miller? I don't know. Who, who's yeah, Ann Miller. Ann Miller. Ann Miller's Crossing. <laughs> it's the story of Ann Miller. She's a, if you don't know Ann Miller, um, she was my aunt. Yeah. And no, I'm just kidding. I don't know who fucking Ann Miller is. She's a, she's the babysitter for the Coen brothers. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. And she was crossing the street drunk. Yeah, and drunk. And she got hit by a car. Ooh, boo. She got, yeah. They, at least they filmed it. They yeah. got it all on film. All right. On tape. Which is like everything. Everybody films everything these days. You know, it's funny. I was watching, I watched a clip. Uh, um, I forget where it was at, the event was at, but it was from a, a mid a mid or late 80s concert. It was, and I want to say, not, I want to say so much bootleg, but more like the venue was was recording the event. And I got to tell you, watching so many videos on YouTube, I mean, live performances at, at actual arenas, like real shows, to not see a plethora of phones <laughs> in the audience where, I, I don't know, man. I can't, as much as I enjoy seeing videos from people shooting stuff while they're at shows, how could you possibly be cool with paying 50 to 150, $200 to go see a show and watch it through your fucking phone? Yeah. I mean, what's the point, dude? I, I don't get that. I mean, I feel bad when I raise up to shoot a picture at a show. <laughs> right? It's just like, take a quick shot just to show people where I'm sitting. Even, I, don't even, I don't even like doing it at hockey games. And I don't know, it's just weird. So it was like bizarre to not see a whole sea of screens filming what was going on on stage. I'm like, oh, I, I just, I don't get that. Yeah. I don't think I ever will. But again, I don't know, it's one of those catch 22s. I like that people do it, but I don't, I don't want to be standing behind you when you're doing it. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh, I would say, as everyone probably knows, uh, I went and saw Striper. Yes. <laughs> but not ironically. I mean, I, li I mean, I, I liked them. I liked them, you know, 30 They're years ago. Fucking um, amazing. Well, they were here at the Canyon just before COVID. Um, I took Joey to go see him. Well, yeah. Uh, they dropped a new album last week or. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was in October. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was pretty recent. And, uh, and, and here's the thing I mentioned to you when you sent me pictures when you guys were, were there on Friday. Michael Sweet, even though he's in his 50s, can still fucking blow, dude. I can't oh, yeah, believe man. how good his voice still sounds, especially with the kind of singing he does. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, an amazing singer. And, you know, people always forget that because Oz Fox is up there playing guitar, too. They're both just amazing oh, man, guitar no, dude, players. When you hear the guitars together, it's... Yeah. 
fucking unbelievable. Well, yeah, because they, they really riffed off of off of what Iron Maiden was doing at the time. More Iron yeah. Maiden than less Judas Priest, but more Iron Maiden. That's what I say too. Yeah, yeah and Maiden. which was always funny when people go, "Wait, they're singing about Christ." I'm like, "Hey, look, these to be in a band when that wasn't what they talked about." So, so they were yeah. they were very much part of that that hair metal scene before they got big. And then and not to get into their whole backstory, you can look that up on Wikipedia. Cause I'm not, I'm not in there to, to talk about that. I'm just saying I, I can concur that fairly recent live show with them. They're still oh, just amazing live. Oh, the drummer is amazing. Dude. Yeah. Robert, Sweet's that's Michael's brother. Right? brother yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, the the whole band is super tight. And, and the thing is, is um, whether you, I, the, the, here's the, Thing. what i appreciate about them is it's not a gimmick for them they're 100 percent in and they're 100 percent committed to what they do right and i enjoyed the shit out of it um so you know and i'm i'm not i'm the probably the least religious person you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah as you as you know uh but i mean i went i was with zoller and uh dude it was fun that's I mean, craig zoller for you film fans yes correct yes but seeing those guys, you know, the last time I had seen them was 1986. Yeah. On the Hell of yeah. the Devil Tour. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's where everybody kind of like. Yeah, you know, would the, you? Because yeah. For, before that were, were had, mo- you know, moderate success. But that's the thing. That's the one that blew the fucking lid off the place. Yeah. I was seeing this band when they were playing clubs, when they did have the, they were, they were by Rock's Regime was their, was their original name. Um, everybody, this is all original band members, except for Perry Richardson that plays bass. Now, Tim would have left the band a long time ago, a disagreement on, on whatever I'm assuming based on probably his, maybe his beliefs changed a little bit. Who knows? Sure. Who knows? But these guys had tore it up in 85 when I first saw them and these still are amazing. And you know, here's something else that I just want to point out. Oz Fox, the other guitar player, which funny when you send me pictures, usually Oz is on Michael's left. Yeah, and Perry or and and Tim before that, the bass player was on on his right. Like it threw me off. I thought you sent me a backwards picture. I'm like, wait, no, no, the guitars are facing the right way. No, no, they're the right way. No, yeah. no, it, yeah, it was. Uh, somebody else had commented on that from my the photo I posted. Thought it was quite funny. Yeah, and by the way, you you saw them at the whiskey. That is yeah. where I first saw them in '85, and I Dude. didn't have a chance to mention that to you. But yeah, that was <laughs> so uh, crazy. Michael said that. The first time he stepped on that stage, he was 17. And that was probably, he's, I think he said 83. So, yeah, yeah, you know, all right. They've been doing it for yeah, it's fucking 40 years. Let's just call it like it is. <laughs> right. And we'll do it. And look, and look at Michael Sweet. Does that dude look like he's 53? No, I don't know. 54, no, not whatever he is now? Nope. Nope. None of the Absolutely guys do. Not. None of them do. <laughs> no. <laughs> and no, you, you think, know. and these guys have like, you know, they're what the, you know, for, uh, other than that tell with the devil. That when they were, I mean, they weren't even bigger than that. And MTV didn't care. MTV crowd did no. not care you, what no, the no, message no. was about. It was all about the music because every day before TRL became TRL and it was still called Total Request Live, yes, they were number one every time, dude. Sweet, well, he probably talked about it at the show you saw too, but he did. He, he said exactly that. It's you know, like the, the listener, the, peop, the people viewing MTV are you know, because MTV didn't want to play it, <laughs> and you know, but. The listeners and the watch, the viewers wanted to see it. Yeah. And they, what was crazy when I saw how big they got, I'm like, I'm, 
I just saw these guys in a club a year ago. <laughs> it was, it's weird to see them have, haven't blown up the way they did, but what they've done with the majority of the 30 years plus since that time is just touring. It's the only way most musical acts can survive anymore because you can't do it through record sales. And even before streaming, their record sales weren't enough to keep them going. They right. had to tour. And Michael's done a ton of solo records in between when Striper had a, um, they had a hiatus for on and off for a little bit. And, but, but, but Michael's stuff is, you know, he's, he's the main writer of, of their songs. So the stuff that you hear in a solo record is more or less the same thing. And what's funny is like when they made their comeback mm, eight years ago, nine years ago, something like that, yeah. maybe, maybe like 10. 2010, 2011. Yeah, somewhere like around there. That album they put out under the Striper name was actually just a solo record. Um, but once he had Oz playing on it, and once Robert came in to play on a few tracks, he's like, well, why don't we just make this a whole Striper record if you guys are up for that? Yeah, but no, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you saw them because when you said that to me, I thought you'd like, wait, are you there ironically or unironically? No, I told you. I Didn't I even say I'm yeah. here? I'm, I'm not here ironically. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. And then when you told me you're with it, I'm like, wait, what? Really? He, he was in town visiting and he emailed me and said, Hey dude, I got two tickets for Striper. Would you be interested? And I just, I just wrote back to hell with the devil. I'm in. And that, you know, he was like, he was like, you are the only person I thought may, would even remotely be interested in going. And I'm like, Oh, well, you know, you know me, bro. And I think, and I think so much, it wasn't so much, you know, Zoller's persona is why I asked the question. It was more like, Oh, he's in LA. I, that, that was more of the surprise yeah. that no, he no. was here. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, that's what I figured. Cause yeah. Nothing that, uh, you know, nothing should shock you. No. I mean, as far as like his musical taste and no, no, um, his film taste. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was really good to see him. I hadn't seen him in fuck, dude, like since the premiere, since Beyond Fest when Dragged premiered. So was that oh, 2018, 2017, 2018, 2018. Wow. That's yeah. A, that's a long time. I mean, we've talked, but I mean, I hadn't seen him. He's been in, he's, he hadn't, I don't think he'd been out to California. Well, if he was, I wasn't here, you know, we missed each other, but you know, it was great to see him. It, you know, he's one of my best buddies and uh, hung out like for fucking till like four in the morning. <laughs> and then I made my way home. But yeah, man, it was a, it was a fun night. Good. Um, I, they played a lot of stuff from the new record mixed in with all the stuff that, you know, you knew they would play, but it, it all sounded pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, he. That's the thing about them. They always have new music to put out, and he's really. I think he. Uh, he did do one song from the solo record um, when we saw them last. He doesn't try to put them in there because you know, no one's there to hear that. <laughs> so Michael's bought a T-shirt from his daughter. Yeah, she's his daughter runs the merch table. I forgot yeah. to mention that. That's right. Totally. Yeah, yeah. No, and she's really sweet too. And it's like. Because when Joey and I went to go see them, and, we, and I got you know I got Joey's shirt after this is again this is in twenty eighteen, yeah twenty eighteen, and I'm standing there looking at her going, "Are you Michael's daughter?" And she goes, "Yes." And I'm like, "I remember seeing pictures of you and your because you know Michael. I don't know, a lot of people don't know this, but many people may not know this, but you know Michael and his daughter's mother, um, she died of cancer a lot of years ago, and." And she went through a real, real lengthy and difficult treatment program, you know, treatment process. It went over a couple of years, but you know, she eventually succumbed to it. And uh, so I recognized her from a picture of Michael posted years ago with the three of them together. 
anyway, yeah, she was a very sweet girl. And then, but that's, that's how, but that's what I was kind of referring to earlier without these guys touring and selling merch and selling and, and, and selling tickets at shows, it's, they have no way to survive. It's just, that's just the music business these days. And it doesn't, not just Striper, but it's even bigger artists too. It's impossible to make enough money selling records anymore because who's buying records? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, hipster vinyl purchasers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, man. So ironically, yes. So I, I I've been watching lots of freebie lately, and it kept reminding me to ask you this question. And I've been lazy, even though I had a phone like inches away from my hand, to look up and see when is that Bosch spinoff supposed to be hitting? It's already on, dude. It's see, been on there forever. I don't understand why yeah. I'm watching so much freebie. It, it was supposed to be on there July second. <laughs> Really? Whatever. It's been on there since July. I mean, I, okay, I watched well, it all when I was in Atlanta. I see. I don't under. This is what I don't understand. Um, not that we didn't talk about it, but it, it was that really wasn't why because we were weren't doing anything. But why? My point is, I've been watching lots of freebie. I've been watching um, a whole bunch of series that were only on freebie, and not once did I see an ad for it because you know freebie is always giving you ads, but I never saw an ad for that. I saw ads for plenty of their other shows, but not for that. Right. I, that's why I kept wondering, like, what the fuck? But maybe it passed the, the algorithm past that point since you said if it premiered in July. Yeah. It probably was a heavy duty July, August thing. And I didn't start going heavy on the freebie until about mid September. So, yeah, it's good too. I mean, you know, what I found though, it, the commercials did force me to watch, take a lot longer to watch it. You know what I mean? I just didn't blow through it like I had blown through the other seasons. And I want to say it was because there's so many commercials. I would watch two episodes and be like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, because there are a lot of commercials. What's funny is the stuff that I've been watching were network television shows. So I still get the same. Sure. Well, I, I don't want to say the same breaks, but it's there's still fewer of them. So it still feels like I'm not. Yeah. But if you peeled through, if you if you watched any of Bosch, you know that it wasn't set up for commercials. So when the commercials come, they always, and I don't, I don't when I was watching this, they had commercial breaks in the weirdest of places. And I was like, so it kind of got me into this, you know, the rhythm of the show suffered a little bit, in my opinion. I would say that's the other reason I kind of took, but I did watch it all and it's good. I mean, dude, it's fucking William Devane is in it. So fucking, Ooh. you know, there, see it. Even if you don't, you know, know who William Devane is, just watch it. There you go. You know what else I was going to say is I uh, quickly, we were talking about, did we talk about Blu-rays but I, briefly, but I forgot because I didn't really, I had it in my list of stuff to talk about long ago because it was when it was coming out and now it's already came out but at long last at close range is on blu-ray by the good folks at mvp mvd i'm sorry mvp uh mvd yeah they, they do some fun releases at mvd and i know we talked about them before but it, um yeah but this thing came out on the first i don't really know because it doesn't literally list what the extras are on the blu-ray.com page i'm looking at at the moment. But I mean, I, I, I don't know what you would really expect because even when I saw it close range in 1986 in a movie theater, the picture quality was a B, <laughs> was, was three stars. <laughs> it's grainy. It's, and it's, it's, I don't know, man. I, I don't know that you can clean that movie up too much or would you want to? Right. It was you actually know. last Tuesday, the first. Yeah, the first. That's, yeah. Yeah, whenever. God, it seems like that was fucking a month ago already. <laughs> What day is it? Hey, <laughs> so everybody, that, all that traveling I was talking about in the car. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, man. It'll do it to you. What day is it? Where am I? Who am I? Yeah. The fact that it's eight days into, into November already is just 
Yeah, it's crazy, right? I mean, it's like so we're was we're a third of the way. Or well, I guess we're a quarter of the way done. Maybe six times four. It's something like that. We're somewhere <laughs> like that. Math. Like I've said before, that's why I work in the art department. Math. Oh, you know what? There is. I didn't realize that there was a limited edition Blu-ray of this from Imprint. Yeah, that's another thing. Twenty twenty. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that has all the shit on it, man. Yeah, it's got commentary. It's got. And that was such a weird release too. I want to say they dropped it like on fucking Christmas Day or something like that. Yeah, looks like it looks like it. Number twenty five from Imprint. Well, like I guess I'm gonna have to see if I was gonna pick that up. I'm gonna pick up that Imprint version. I'm gonna take that other one out of my cart for the time being. Or we'll see how much was it going. Sorry, MVD. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple variola disease. Uh, Well, okay. So I'm gonna throw a couple out there that are out on Tuesday, and I have nothing to say about them other how much I like the movies. And if you've seen my letterbox, then you know I have Casablanca right there. But they're releasing a 4K of that now. If it's anything like the recent 4Ks that, that Warner Brothers has put out. And you think, oh my, it's a movie from the 40s. What's that going to look like? And shut up. <laughs> I was just thinking it. So I'm sorry. I That's why I'm question. telling you to shut up. I'm kidding. It's, yeah, I know you were talking about it. But if you've seen the black and white, any black and white stuff like the Universal Monsters, the 4Ks that came out for that, there is a noticeable difference between the really good Blu rays that came out and this. It's, it really is that makes a big difference. And it's not so much, obviously, it's not a 4K scan that's in the same way that I get a 4K scan of a more recent movie. But it's still, it's still, you know, it's still a big difference. Yeah. Uh, not, it's not always the case. Like we were talking about, you know, like not all Blu-rays are created equal. MVD. MVD. Not all. <laughs> no. Mill <Milk> Creek. <laughs> this is that time of year right now where lots of new stuff gets dropped. And, and I know I'm going to forget something to bring up, but. Oh, you know what I did pick up also while during our hiatus, I did pick up that 4K uh, Blu-ray of Limey Steelbook. All right. You had sent me a picture of that. I go, that, that's some great art. That key art that you yeah. use for that is really nice. Very good. I hadn't seen the movie. Uh, it's funny because I think I have, a, I do have a DVD of it, but I can't remember the last time I watched it. I want to say probably 20 years ago when it first came out because I saw it in a theater and then I uh, did pick it up. But I think the last time I went to throw the DVD on, it's one of those DVDs that, if your TV is bigger than 40 inches now, <laughs> it right? won't fill the screen. It might be a rectangle, but it will not fill the screen. <laughs> and they did a really nice job on the uh, restoration. You were talking about, um, when you sent that to me, about it being your favorite Soderbergh movie. And it reminded me, and one of the reasons why I, I like it so much too, is that Cliff Martinez does the score for it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. his his score for Wicker, for the 2004 Wicker Park Wonderland Oh yeah, it's great. But but really, where it's you know, I it's in drive really, in drive. Yeah, it really stands out his stuff in drive. And if you're really, if you're familiar with his work at all, I mean, he's he's played keys on a lot of things. He's been on yeah, when he was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's, yeah, he's on Chili Peppers from from like the first record. He played on the first album and played on Freaky Style, and then he played in the Abbey Road EP, and then everything else out of that. He's appeared here and there on on Grace Hits albums just because of, yeah. of those three records. Sure. But no, his body of work is incredible. But yeah, I agree about the Limey. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's definitely right there. And Cliff's score really sells it. But I think it goes without saying, too. That our man Graf gets thrown off a balcony by Terrence Stamp <laughs> in yes. the movie. And, and you know what? For for you and I and for anybody else that's roughly our age, for us, our first real concentrated exposure to the man was Zod in Superman 2. And to see him 
in such different roles over the years. Like you start looking at other stuff he's done since then. And you're sort of, I mean, you start following him from that point on. And there's not much, I mean, there's some things you can look back on prior to that, but that stuff's harder to come by because it was smaller stuff, lots of BBC television. So you don't, and that stuff is more difficult to come by in streaming or even anywhere, honestly. But Terrence Stamp is like, the dude just, he raises everything. If you wanted to uh, double up and you know, do a Terrence Stamp crime night, you could start with Stephen Freer's The Hit from 1987, maybe? Tim Roth's first movie. And then go right into the limey. Man, he's so good. And, and it, it, I think it goes without saying, let's see who else. Oh, shit, dude. I think one of the things that just blew me away the most for for me anyway was seeing him Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yeah, right. That told me so much, and at that point, I wasn't as understanding of the, of the queer community as I am now. So to see him take on such a challenging role, it just it says so much about the man and, and how he treats his craft. I don't think I've seen that in 10 years, but I remember him just being such a standout in it. But yeah, Terrence Stamp, I think everything he does is just tremendous. He always makes everything better. Yeah. He's one of those actors. He's one of those actors that you, you know, you want to watch him. Yep. And he's always different. You know, you're not getting the same phoned in performance. I want to say, well, this is funny and I don't know. Now I don't remember who made the final cut of the movie, but in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, they filmed, we filmed this thing three times, mother and father. Now you've seen the movie, right? Oh yeah. I know. I know the movie really okay. well. Yeah. So in the movie, was it Angela Bassett and Keith David as mother and father, the two, you know, the organ, the heads of the organizations? Yes. Okay. So we filmed it also with Terrence Stamp and Jacqueline Bissett. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Somewhere that footage exists. See, that would be fun too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and uh, I don't remember who we, I, th- I feel like they did it three times. I don't remember who was in the, the original. I don't remember what order they came in, but there you go. Obviously, Keith and Angela must have been the last ones we found. <laughs> <laughs> I had Joey and I were, we had watched something, I don't forget what movie we had watched. And uh, I'm like, oh, you know what? Watch, watch this. So we watched. I turned to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. There wasn't enough time for us to watch the whole movie, but I teased him with the show from the beginning all the way into the point where they're chasing each other through the neighborhood and Brad's on the back of the car, uh, back of the SUV as it goes over the side of, <laughs> into the ditch. He's like, we need to talk. And that's where I stopped the movie for him. He just goes, that's not fair. And I'm like, no, nah, I mean, that's the movie. That, that I love that movie so much, but that would have been wild seeing that reveal of, of Terrence Stamp and Jacqueline Bissett. That's great. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, I love all of the options. Uh, oh, wow, the hit is on Blu-ray. Is it really? Criterion. Yes, it is. Criterion Collection. John Hurt, Terrence Stamp, Tim Roth, and Laura Del Sol. Yeah, filmed by Stephen Frears. What a great cover, too. Yeah, it's a good one. Anyway, so check that out. Yes, on that sale. <laughs> on that sale. There you go. Now, I've, now I feel like I've done something. Full circle, damn it. All right. Well, we we didn't record in October. Obviously, you guys got some. So October mum- rolls into November. <laughs> yeah, you got you guys got the mummy a little bit. One of the things we had planned for November, we're still going to do, but it's going to be in December. Now we're not going to reveal what it is. Now we you'll reveal it on the Kickstarter. I think pushes a month, man. Yeah, basically pushes a month. And what and because of scheduling being what it was, we were going to like all right, what we're going to do in. December, we were going to do, actually, we were going to do in October because we were going to, 
October was not going to be horror movies. That was something that we didn't really say, but, or didn't, no, we, we didn't say that. Um, but that was our plan. We didn't want to do what everybody else was doing. So that was gotten pushed to October, but now that's the November stuff. But we're not going to give a full slate of what we plan because we don't have enough days yet in the month to do it. Right. Um, so, so you'll get a taste of that. Um, hopefully we'll get to record something in the next few days. Yeah. Uh, and then we get that out for Friday. 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 But the the December thing is fun because we, we talked about doing this a year ago. Anyway, I think it's, it's I think it's gonna be fun. We've been we're both have been excited about it. So once we plan I that, I can tell you what it's not. It's not giant sea creature month. It's not. Well, that one. I'm just kidding. Uh. So, shout out to Sergio for properly watching the fog the way he's supposed to watch the Carpenter version last week. There you go. <laughs> so we could tie into our last last time we had a full month that got released at the same time. It didn't because the mummy got bumped a few weeks. The month, mummy. Whatever the fuck. God, the mummy. By the way, what, what, what did you think of the episode? It's weird. It's one thing to, to listen to an episode after I've cut it down for something we just recorded. Um, but most of that month, we were mm. we weren't mm-hmm. hearing the episodes until like two weeks afterwards. But right. this was the first, this was like a whole month afterwards. It was weird editing it because I'm like, did I, I don't remember saying that. I don't remember you saying that. It was weird. Yeah, dude, listening to it, I was like, who in the fuck are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. What like, are they going on about? Really? I, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Cowboys? Shut up. No, uh, it was it was entertaining though. I did yeah. listen. I listened to the whole thing on half my drive one morning. <laughs> And it was 52 minutes too. It was yeah, a long episode. Totally. Uh, no, it was, I, I, it was funny listening to it because it felt like, it was weird because I'm like going, that was good. That was like one of those few times because there's such a gap between the recording and the gap between the editing and then the extra long gap in between the, all of it. And it just, it, it just, I don't know which it was, it was good. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, totally. It was a perfect way to end the month, even though we released it a month after the previous episode, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Life, damn it. Life gets in the way. All right. Well, I was going to go ahead and do socials, but you know what? You know <laughs> I what I forgot? Fuck. Let me do this first. Hold on. Oh, oh, you know what? We, it's been so long that we haven't done. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, man. I'm going to make a thing for this, but it won't be for this week. <laughs> We haven't done the rear no bump. view I have to make a mirror. Bumper. Rear view mirror rewindish re- whatever we want to call it. We'll pick. We'll have a we pick a name too, guys. Sorry, we keep fucking this up. Was it? What did we call it? We've called it multiple things. Rear view review. Rear view rear review review. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a Jeff <laughs> Stryker mouthful. film. Okay, this is why I have to make a bumper for it because I can do a bunch of takes and I'll, and I'll get it right and then we won't have to say it. How about be kind rewind. No. It How work. about be kind, rewind, rewatch? There you go. Be kind, rewatch. Be kind, rewatch. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, like, <laughs> anyway, here what I would what I would throw it, and it's funny because I didn't realize it till right now. It also was directed by Stephen Frears, but Ooh. it's 2003's Dirty Pretty Things, mm. which is on Stars right now, and that's how I came across it. Just one night, sort of like surfing for something to watch, and I was like, oh shit, I haven't seen that. Since it came out, and uh, you know, I was in the mood for, you know, some kind of deliciously wicked. And yeah, look, man, have you if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It's a really fun movie, uh, and it's it's pretty brisk too. I think it's like 90 minutes. I don't want to give away too much about the plot, but um, God, I'm going to butcher his name. So that's why I'd rather not. <laughs> there's no way I could. There's no way I'm going to be able to get this out. I fuck it up every time I've ever said it in my life. 
Chouetel Edgio 4. So uh, anyway, uh, he plays a doctor, an immigrant uh, who works at a London hotel who, find, who gets wrapped up in a uh, stolen organ ring. You know, that's all I'm going to say about it. So, you know, uh, it all, you, can, you can take that and you can use your imagination or you can spend 90 minutes watching the movie. It's on stars. But it's definitely worth a rewatch. I had seen this and I want to say Swimming Pool. Is that right? With um, Charlotte Rampling. Was that the name of that movie? Swimming Pool? Something like that. But I saw these both like around the same time and I loved, I and mean, I dug both of them, but I hadn't seen either one of them. And uh, I got to look this up now and make sure this is called Swimming Pool. Otherwise it's not like a total jack. Yeah, it's Swimming Pool, Charlotte Rampling, Charles Dance. And it's also, uh, it's, it's not on Prime Swimming Pool, but um, you should definitely give uh, Dirty Pretty Things a rewatch. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of really, there's a lot of great actors in it. It's funny to see where the careers of these actors went you know one of them was quite big at the, at the at that time for maybe amelie is that right maybe possibly dirty pretty things stephen frears check it out buy that criterion version of the hit and then jump over to stars and watch watch them back to back yeah holy crap yeah, there you go that wasn't so rear bad. view rewind <laughs> starring <laughs> hold on a second this is where you plug his name Oh, sorry. Okay. Chowetel Edgio Four. Oh, good lord. <laughs> anyway, there you go. I again, socials. I could give you socials, but the problem is, is I don't know what socials are still working anymore because Twitter's fucking. It's it's on fire, dude. It's a shit show. It's on. It's it's on fire because. Yep. That asshole that that makes those electric cars is like, yeah, like that guy. Yeah, man. Uh, I, we're still there. So for now, we're still there. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at Karate Pod, or if you want to follow the show on Letterboxd, it's at Karate Pod also, or Corey at Corey underscore Cope, or on the Instagram, which is at Karate Pod, and I'm at Culprit. Uh, culprit 90s culprit 97 she's i haven't fucking said that in forever culprit 97 culprit 97 if you'd like to follow me you can follow me at rock and roll 33 on your instagram or you could follow me at uncle dick's fast farm don't forget me at letterboxd fucking <laughs> <laughs> uncle dick <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Uncle Dick. Chowetel Edgio Four.